we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-patrollable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Hello and welcome to another podcast. I'm Dave Hendrick and I'm flying solo once again today. Uh, purpose of today's podcast, as usual, run through the latest transfer gossip and also have a look at a little topic that I um, started up on Discord. So we'll do that one first. On Saturday evening, I was very, very bored because, you know, the football has been largely garbage in the Premier League. I'd say there's been maybe four or five good games overall. And the rest has been, well, it's been Liverpool versus Villa. You know, it's been that kind of stuff. So, a um, little bit bored and wanted to just start a bit of discussion. So, um, I put up a post. Uh, take a £100 million uh, budget from the sales of Gruyich for £25 million, Wilson for 20 Shakiri for 15 Origi for 25 Lovren for 5 Iwaniyi for 5 and Karius for 5 between that group, plus Klein, plus Lalana, we're saving about 500k a week in wages. So 100 million to spend, 500k a week in wages available. Who would you buy? So Saki came in first, and he said he'd go for Leon Bailey, Jamal Lewis, and either Nathan Aki or Ben Godfrey. So. He's obviously looking at the relegation teams and then Leon Bailey, who, truth be told, has underwhelmed the last couple of years and his value is lower than it was two years ago. And that's the type of signing that Liverpool have been known to make. Liverpool have been known to target undervalued assets, players with high ceilings who maybe haven't performed quite as well in recent times. But we see that in the longer term, we can develop them between Klopp, Linders and the rest of the staff. And maybe turn them into 60, 70, 80 million pound players. So I like this list. I do like Leon Bailey. I think he offers versatility across the front three. I think he's very powerful, very quick. Has a great left foot when it comes to shooting on goal. Will get a lot of shots off. I think you could develop him into something of a Salah replacement. I think he has the same mentality as Salah when he gets the ball. He wants to make things happen, and often he wants to make it happen for himself. He doesn't need very much space to get his shot off, which is important, and he doesn't need much backlift. So he can shoot at a moment's notice from any angle. He's very, very powerful in his shot, and he will always, always work the goalkeeper. Um, So I I do like that one. Jamal Lewis, I've talked about before. He's my choice um, to bring in a left-back. I think... I think you can get him for under ten million this summer, uh, with Norwich gone down because of the compressed market following COVID. So I, I'd definitely be well in favour of that one. 
And then you've got Nathan Aki and Ben Godfrey. So two different types of centre-backs. Aki makes a lot of sense for us in that he can play left-side centre-back. He's played right-side centre-back recently because they were pairing him and Lewis Kelly as the central defensive pairing. He can obviously play left-back as well. He's played there quite a bit in his career. And if you ask him, he'll tell you he's a holding midfielder. So he can fill in in a number of different positions. And that kind of versatility is something that we've seen Jurgen Klopp favour players who can play multiple positions. Whether Aki would be willing to join us and not be an automatic first choice, I don't know. That was allegedly part of why he was hesitant to go back to Chelsea when they looked at him uh, both last summer and in January. So it would take some discussion, but maybe the presence of Virgil, maybe his belief in his own ability uh, would lead him to join the club. Uh, Ben Godfrey then is a bit more of a straightforward player in that he's centre-back or holding midfield. You're not going to want to put him in wide positions because he'll get done for pace. Uh, powerful, fairly rangy, quick over short distances. Um, needs to improve quite a bit on the ball and his, his concentration is the biggest issue for him. Physically, the tools are all there. It's the mental aspect, the concentration side, the reading the game that needs to improve. But he's very, very young. He's going to have a big future. He obviously would help with the with the quota numbers. Uh, I wouldn't be against the signing of Ben Godfrey. And then the other one um, that Saki mentions after that then is Gideon Mensa, who is owned by Salzburg, been on loan in Belgium. Um, I don't know that he's ready for Liverpool. I think he's talented. I just don't know that he's ready to jump to a club like ours. I think if you buy buy him, you're pretty much going to have to loan him out and, and try and develop him a bit more. Uh, but definitely a talented player. So I, I do like that list. I think he's coming in well under budget. I think Bailey's probably 30 to 35. Lewis, I think 10 probably gets him. Godfrey is probably somewhere around 20 million centre-backs, are just always that bit more expensive than full-backs. Aki is probably 30 to 35. So if it's if it's Bailey, Lewis and Aki, you're probably coming in around 80 million. Uh, and wage-wise, I'd say 250 probably covers it easily. I don't even think it'd be that high. Um, but a, a good choice there. Uh, Keepy Uppy was next in. He also went for Nathan Aki. Um, he also said Thiago Alcantara and Memphis Depay. So he valued Aki at, tw- at 25. Like I said, I think it'll be a bit higher than that. Thiago at 30, I think is fair. I think we could get him a little bit lower than that. I think if we are going to get him, it'll have to be lower than that. And then he has Memphis down as 40, but I actually think Memphis will be quite a bit less. Um, We've talked about Thiago. He's, he's a world-class player. He's been one of the... 15 best players in the world for the last five years, one of the five best midfielders in the world, comfortably the best midfielder in the Bundesliga over that time. The only one that came close was Naby in that first season with Leipzig. Thiago, to me, is a no-brainer. If you can get him, you get him. He instantly improves the team. A A game like last night against Arsenal, where we're struggling to break a team down, game like Burnley, game like Villa, um, where we're struggling to break down an opposition, Thiago Alcantara just opens things up without question. One of the, the best passers ever. Uh, a creative genius. A guy who can beat defenders in a multitude of ways. Always progressive. Without question, Thiago Alcantara is one we should be looking to get in. And I love Memphis. Everybody knows that. I've I've been on the Memphis bandwagon for a long, long time since he broke through at PSV. Um, coming off the ACL, last year the contract, Leon know he wants out, and Leon don't have Champions League football, so they're under a bit of pressure to sell some players. I think you'd get Memphis for 15 to 20 million, um, and I would be all in favour of that. And I do think, like Aki, as I said, can cover left-back and centre-back, and that holding midfield role. So you get three players and one with him. And maybe that is the argument to him. Look, you're not going to be first choice in any one position. 
But because you can play four positions, both centre-backs, left-back and holding midfield, you're going to get 40 starts this season across the course of the year. When Fabinho needs a rest, you'll play. When Andy Robertson needs a rest, you'll play. And we'll install you as the third centre-back. So you'll get the pick of the games when Virgil or Joe Gomez are missing out. And Joel Matip will just have to make do with being the fourth centre-back. Um, yeah, I, I like that trio. Um, I think I think 70 to 75 million gets that done uh, for the three of them. It does leave a little chunk of money there if you wanted to go and target a couple more Harvey Elliott types and bring in some more elite young players. Um, this is going to be the last summer where you can... St- target the the Vanderbergs or the Hoivers, those from abroad because of the Brexit rules. Um, so, you know, maybe we, we look to the continent as well for a couple of young players. There might be, you know, there might be a backup goalkeeper that they want. Um, Kakir, the, the Turkish guy from Trabzonspor, he's been linked. So maybe you use the rest of the budget on that. Wage-wise, I think Thiago's about 150. I think Memphis probably the same. And probably 100 grand for Aki. So again, bringing the wage bill down, saving us five million a year. Um, a hundred grand a week works out basically five million a year. So all in all, you've, you've made a profit on the transfers. You've made a profit. You've you've cut the wage bill. All in all, very very happy with that. Uh, Gavin, <coughs> excuse me, Gavinator six 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 three. Bit bit optimistic to get ten million from Carius and Lovard. I actually thought it was been a bit pessimistic. I think Carius should bring in six to seven million, and you would hope someone will pay, you know, five, six, seven million for the pebble. Um, especially given Zenit St. Petersburg are the club who are interested in him. Uh, they have plenty of money to spend. Um, I, I think those figures were, were, were fairly accurate. I think pre COVID, I think we'd have been looking at more. I mean, pre COVID, I think you were looking at 35 for Grujic. Uh, 25 for Shaq, and maybe 30 for Origi. Um, Wilson at 20, I think, is about right. I think he'll he'll bring a fee because of the premium for British players. Um, next up then, Mr. Tandon, the podfather himself. Um, he's got uh, Thiago for 30 million, Jamal Lewis for 15, Leon Bailey for 30. And uh, Nathan Aki for uh, for twenty five. So again, he's filled the the four positions. Uh, we've talked about all of these. I think that's really really good. He says, "Fuck it, it ain't happening." But if it did, if it did, it's pretty much the perfect summer. It gives us pretty much the perfect squad. You'd then be looking at having two quality players in every single position. You'd have. Uh, you can make your argument against Adrian, but I think he's a decent backup goalkeeper. So Ali and Adrian. Trent and Nico, Robbo and Jamal, Joe and Joel, Virgil and Nathan, uh, Fabinho and Henderson, um, Nabi and Ginny, Ox and Curtis Jones, Moe and Bailey. I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, Bobby and, and Minamino. So the only one you don't have a, a high-end backup for is then Mane. But, you know, there's maybe minutes for Harvey Elliott to play. Um, and, and he's very highly thought of. He's seen as someone that does have a big future at the club. And I've said before, I think left wing might suit him better than right wing because I think there's a slight lack of pace. Not that he's not quick, but I don't know that he's quick enough or powerful enough to go on the outside of someone and then cut back inside them. Whereas on the left wing, he doesn't have to worry about that. Uh, I like that list from Mr. Tandon. And wage-wise, it works as well. Um, so, yeah, all in favour. Ashley Kirk, 1985. Bruno Fernandes. I'm sure Mr. Kirk thought he was being funny, uh, but he wasn't. I have had, you know, intense heartache for the last six months after he joined that shower and has been phenomenal for them. Seven goals and seven assists in 11 Premier League games. Um, you know, translate that across the season. You're looking at 20 and 20. It's, he won't be 20 and 20, but I think he'll be 15 and 10, maybe 15 and 15. Um, 
Bruno's a great player. And uh, and that's not funny, Ashley Kirk. Huh? Uh, Fox is Fox 8. <laughs> He's got Memphis Depay for 15, Rico Henry, Aour for from Leon and Ben White. And then he says five million left to rescind Lovren's contract when he rejects all moves. Uh, I'm happy to do that. That's very, very good. So he's got some new players here that haven't been mentioned. Um, talked about Memphis. Rico Henry's a, a good left back. Uh, similar enough stylistically to Jamal Lewis. Has had a tough time at Brentford. Came through at Walsall and looked very promising. And when he was at Walsall, I, I, I thought he was one we should target back then. You'll... If you go back to the, the AI archives, you'll find me talking about him. Um, went to Brentford, and he's just been plagued by in- injuries. This is the first season that he hasn't had injuries, and he's been really, really good. Um, probably the best left back in the championship this past season. And if they don't come up, then I definitely think he could be someone you target. I think they will come up, though. I think they'll come up through the playoffs. Um, I hope they do. I really hope they do because I really like I like the front three. I, I think they do interesting things in midfield, and I really like Rico Henry. Pontus Janssen's also there as well. Probably, probably the best centre back in the league, having left Leeds um, in a surprising move to join Brentford. I, I assume he was getting offered a big bag of money, but they're a good team, and I think they'll they'd be an interesting addition to the Premier League. They're a team that has. Um, broken down some boundaries, I think, in regards to scouting. People like Ted Knutson uh, worked for them. Uh, you know, when they went into advanced analytics uh, in their recruitment, they were several years ahead of most Premier League teams um, and kind of the forerunners for what we do now. We do it at a, a higher level because we've got a bigger budget, but they were doing it at Midland in, in Denmark as well. So, um, yeah, I, I like Rico Henry. Um, our from from Leon is 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 a genius playmaker. He is the maybe the younger version of Thiago. I don't think he's, I don't think he's quite the passer that Thiago is. He might be slightly uh, better in terms of final third creativity, in terms of his potential for goals and assists. I think he's a bit more attacking than Thiago. Uh, Thiago's a true midfielder. I think he's he's a natural attacking midfielder, but he's a great player. Um, and with Leon having the issues they have, I would absolutely love to see us get him. Uh, ben White then. So Ben White is at Leeds, joined them to replace Janssen. He's on loan from Brighton. And Brighton's line so far has been that they want to keep him. Now, my thought is they might, they might sell Lewis Dunk this summer um, and cash in on him while they still can. Uh, the Brodge is rumoured to like him. Uh, Arsenal are rumoured to like him. Uh, I don't think he's a, a top-half player, but you know he heads it and kicks it. He's a, a, a traditional British centre-back. And if that's what they want, then he's a good option. So the idea then is that he would go back to Brighton and he would pa- partner with Webster. And that would be their new centre-back pairing. And then Duffy would stay as the third option. Um, and with those two plus Lamptey, that's a really exciting base that they can build from. All of them have more and more to learn, more and more development to do. But, you know, there's really high ceilings with all three of those. Um, and they've got some exciting players going forward, like McAllister. Um, I, I, I think it would be a smart move uh, for for Brighton, to keep White and sell Dunk. I also think White isn't isn't the best in the air, and I think that's what would rule him out of a move to Liverpool. He's very good in the ball. He's a good 1v1 defender. Uh, He can also play holding midfield. He is a very, very good player, and he's going to be really, really good. He's just not as good in the air as I think Kloppo likes his centre-backs to be. So I'm not sure we would move for him. We have been linked, but I just don't think we'll move for him. Um, Viborg has Memphis, Rico Henry, Thiago, and Bubakar Kamara. Uh, I love Bubakar Kamara. The Marseille centre back can play right back, left back, holding midfield, both centre back spots. He is a tremendous defender. 
He reminds me so much of Marquinhos, but he's better on the ball. Um, really good range of passing, can beat people on the dribble, happy to carry the ball out. Reminds me of Joe Gomez on the ball, a similar kind of style of play. But defensively, I think he's better than Joe. Um, literally, you could put him anywhere marking anybody and he'll just take them out of the game. He's, he's, he's like a blanket. He's a tremendous defender. I think he's 20 years of age. Uh, he already displays leadership way beyond his years. He is organizing everything. Defense, midfield, he's talking to everybody. He's the one the manager talks to on the field. Um, Bubakar Kamara would be very, very high on my list for the summer. I think he's, I think he's going to be a world class centre back, and I think he's he's going to be one of the best that uh, that we see for a long time. Uh, I would put him in the same class as Upamecano and Kanate and and the guys that are looked at as the the big big prospects. Um, Ohms has uh, Phil Coutinho. Uh, Barca subsidising the wages, so we'd pay probably a hundred grand. They'd pay the rest, and a loan with an option to buy. Um, then he's got Kula Bali, uh, Aaron Cresswell, Alan Saint Maximum, and Jamal Lewis. Um, so he's got the two left backs. So I assume it's one or the other. Uh, I I would obviously go for for Lewis over Cresswell. Cresswell is thirty. So he doesn't really have long left. Um, he's not very good defensively, uh, but he's decent going forward. He is a scouse lad, though, and he's a red. So, I mean, there is that. You'd, you'd probably get a bit more effort out of him um, than, than any other club would. Um, St. Maximum is an interesting one. He is ridiculously talented. And when he puts it together, he is breathtaking to watch. He is as effective as a, as a winger as you'll find in the league. And as a Mane backup slash little bit of competition, he could be a very interesting addition. The issue for him is consistency, and that's been the issue for him his entire career. He can be a little bit too selfish at times, but I think with better players around him, he's he's one of those guys that's always walked into every dressing, dressing room and thought, well, I'm the best guy here, and it's not even close. So I'm just going to do everything myself. Obviously, at Liverpool, that wouldn't be the case. He's going to walk in. and Well, he probably still think he's the best, but he's going to know that he doesn't need to do everything himself. He's going to know that there's world-class players around. Um, and if he was to fit into the team ethos, I think he'd be a good one. Um, Koulibaly, I, I, I'd be against. Uh, well, you could you could shift Virgil. If you were buying him, you'd have to shift Virgil. Virgil. I don't think you shift Koulibaly to the right. I think Virgil's shown he's played on the right probably quite a bit more um, through his career than Koulibaly, who's been exclusively left side and even played left of a three for quite a long time. Um, I think you'd have to keep Koulibaly on the left. So Virgil would, would shift to the right. But Koulibaly's 29. How much longer is he going to maintain the level? You know, he's a great, great defender. Don't get me wrong. At 50 million, yeah, maybe you would. Maybe you would. If you could get three great years out of him and let Gomez develop um, and let Hoiver develop, and then all of a sudden you have those two would be, what, 25 and 21. They'd be ready to go by then. So, yeah, I mean, Koulibaly could be an interesting one. Um, I'd love Phil back. I, I very few players have given me as much as much enjoyment at Liverpool than Phil. He was a wonderful, wonderful player to watch. I understand he annoyed a lot of people the way he left, but that is football. That's just how it is. Um, and we must remember who his agent is. The problem with bringing Phil back is, can you ever trust him not to do the same thing again? Is he always going to have eyes for somewhere else? It was clear from the day he arrived that the long-term aim for him was Barcelona. Um, that their long-term aim was going to be Coutinho, that, you know, there'd been the Iniesta comparisons. Um, it hasn't worked from there, obviously. I, I would take him back in a heartbeat, but, you know, there's some trepidation there, obviously. Um, Ali then has gone for Jaden Sancho, Malang Sar, and Nathan Aki. Um, 
starting with Sar is very, very good. It's really surprising that Nice have allowed him to run his contract down like this and become a free agent. Now, with him and Aki, I think you're doubling up a little bit because they're both predominantly kind of central defenders who can play left-back rather than left-backs who can play central. But I wouldn't be against going and getting both of them because, as I said earlier, Aki can play so many different positions. Um, Sar is very, very good, very powerful. Short, but he's decent in the air, good on the ball. Um, mature player, despite being, I think he's only 21 now, but he's been in the Nice first team, I think, since he was like 16. Uh, broke through very early and established himself. Um, seems to have had a weird relationship with Vieira and hasn't really developed over the last two years, maybe three years, the way you'd hope. So I, I think definitely a move for him is is needed and will spark a, a resurgence in his career. Very, very uh, talented player. Um, Jaden Sancho, obviously, I think we'd all take Jaden Sancho. He's he's an incredible footballer. He's going to be, I think, the best English player of all time um, if if everything breaks right for him, if he doesn't have any injuries. He's just at a level. I've, I haven't seen an English player at that level since Owen, and I think Sancho's got far more scope to maintain that level uh even i don't think rooney was that good at that age uh, some people might disagree but I, I don't think he was i think sancho's borderline world class already i don't think rooney was ever world class uh, i think sancho will be within the next two years uh he also mentions donny van de beek donny van de beek's a really really good player carl matchett is a a huge fan of his and I think it would make all of Carl's birthdays and Christmases come at once if we signed Donny. Donny is a good fit for how we play, and he would add goals to the midfield, which is it is sorely lacking. Um, a midfield of Donny, Fabinho, and Naby would be really, really good. Would have good balance. Um, all in favour of that. Uh, Dell, blow it all on Seoul, and then bring back Phil and <laughs> and Usman on loan. Um, so we've talked about Phil. I, I would take Usman Dembele on loan as long as it wasn't a, an obligation to buy. Just a strict option. And as long as we had a termination clause that we could bin him off if he was uh, being disruptive or anything like that. The talent is there. The, the kid is is phenomenally gifted and has been, you know, has been on our radar for a long, long time. When, when Klopp even arrived, he was one of the players that Klopp put forward. Uh, Klopp and, Le- and Leroy Sané were the two wingers he originally wanted. So we know Klopp's a fan of him. Um, he obviously went to Dortmund, did really well there, has gone to Barca, plagued by injuries and being a little bit too young to keep Leo Messi happy, basically, is the issue there. Um, I-, I would take I would take him on loan. Uh, I-, I, would, I would definitely spend all the money on Saul because he's the best midfield player in the world and I adore him, but, you know, it won't happen. Um, Josh, Josh, uh, Bubakari, Samaro, Samare for 35, Thiago for 25, Jamal Lewis for 15, and Memphis for 25. Um, Bubakari, Samara, I love him. Absolutely love him. I think he is a huge, huge talent. 21 uh, 22, all action, box to box, powerful midfielder. Could be your sitting midfielder if you want, but I think you'd be, I think you'd be wasting him in that way. I think you put him next to Fab, and you just let him go and destroy everything around him. I think he'd be phenomenal for us. It'd nearly be unfair to put the two of them in the same midfield. Uh, Samara is one who's who I I would love us to sign. Newcastle were linked in January. He turned them down because allegedly he had interest from a bigger club. That interest was apparently from us. Um, I would be very much in favour of signing him. And then Thiago, Jamal and Memphis, we've we've discussed. So um, so that was pretty much it. That was who came back. Oh, no, sorry, one more. Uh, Shamik. He says, I don't think we'd get 100 million from this Motley crew. 80 to 85 is more realistic. Again, I, I thought I was being, you know, I thought I was, was being pessimistic on the prices, but uh, he disagrees a little bit there. Um, so he, he says, Fabian Ruiz... Oyarzabal from um, Real Sociedad, and then Jamal Lewis for left back. Um, so, 
yeah, Lewis is a definite that I, I'd go for. Fabian Ruiz, 100%. You, you couldn't find, I, I don't think, um, a more perfect fit for us than Fabian Ruiz if, if you can't get Saul. Uh, he's, he's a better passer than Saul. He has that real creativity that we lack. Every pass, every angle, tremendous player. Defensively, very, very good. Has improved that aspect of his game immeasurably at Napoli. When he went there, he was... I, I would say poor defensively. Now he's excellent. Um, his reading of the game is world class. You can play him in a three. You can play him in a two with Fabinho. I think he'd bring perfect balance to our team. I think he'd be a great signing. Uh, Oyarzabal, we've talked about him before, and, and I, I would be in favour of getting him. I think you'd get him for probably $35 million. Um, I think uh, Ruiz would be probably 45 maybe 40 with the, the market the way it is. Um, Oyarzabal, I would definitely be interested in. I think, I think he's the type of player who, in our system, would get you a lot of goals, would get you a lot of production. Can play both wings. Could probably play through the middle if you need them to. Not the highest ceiling. I think he's like an Andy Robertson type, where I don't know that he's ever going to be world class, but I think he'll be just that level below it. Um, and I think. I think it's an easy path for him to max his talent in the same way I think Andy Robertson will absolutely max out his talent as opposed to certain players like, say, an Usman Dembele, who I think it's just going to be much harder for him to become the player he could be. Um, you know, yeah, I'd definitely be, I'd definitely be in favour of, um, of, of Yarzabal and, and Fabian Ruiz. Um, and then the last one actually is Chris Colby. So he's got Samari, Lewis, Kamara, and Memphis. Um, yeah, I love that. I love that four. I think it comes down to, I mean, Bubakar, Bubakar, um, Kamara, Bubakar Kamara would be my preference for a centre-back. That's who I would go for. I think he can be one of the best centre-backs in the world. I think he walks in and immediately challenges Joe Gomez to start next to Virgil. I think he might even be, by the by the midway point of next season, I think he could be the starter. Um, Jamal Lewis is definitely my preferred option for left-back. Uh, I'm torn in midfield. I, I am. Samare, before the Thiago thing started, Samare was, without question, my number one non-Saul choice in midfield. Um, but just the the possibility of Thiago is so enticing. But I know that realistically, Samari gives you eight to 10 years of, of exceptional play. Thiago's going to give you two years of great play, a year or two of good play, and then he's going to be gone. Um, so it just depends on what you want. I think I'd go with the longer-term option, though, and go with Samari. Um, and I love Memphis. So, yeah, I'm absolutely in favour of all four of those. That would be... Tremendous. Um, Adam Petrucian says, uh, Bellingham, McNeil, Camavinga. I think he's just suggesting we sign any of these. Bellingham is, is gone uh, is gone to, to Dortmund, obviously, but he would have been a good signing. Camavinga would be a great signing. Um, he's, he's going to be an absolute stud in midfield. He's already one of the best midfielders in, in France, and he's 17 years of age. Um, I'm not against the signing of someone like a Dwight McNeil. I must say, I do think he'd be better suited to left-back in our team than anywhere else. But I'd be in favour of it. I think he's a very, very talented young player um, who's learned the right way under Sean Dyche and can develop into a good player for a club like ourselves. Um, you know, a squad player, but a good player nonetheless. Um, so that's that. That's what we got from Discord. Thank you to all who replied, um, except Ashley Kirk. You don't get a thank you. No thank you for you, Mr. Kirk. Yeah. Right. On to the gossip of the day. Uh, Manchester City have been quoted $65 million by Napoli for 29-year-old Senegal defender Kaladu Koulibaly, uh, who has previously been linked with Liverpool and Manchester United. Um, I, I just don't like the fit because you have to move him to right side because Laporte is going to be left side. 
Um, and I, I just don't think you're getting the same player. I think you're maybe going to get 80% of what he is. And I, I just don't think that's a... I don't think that's a 65 million centre-back. Um, 100% of them, absolutely. 80%, no. I, I think they'd be better off going for someone like a Unai Nunes, like a Ruben Diaz. I, I think those would just be better fits there. I, I think that's what they should do. Um, Manchester City have also identified Inter Milan's Argentina striker Latura Martinez as a potential replacement for Sergio Aguero. If this is true, uh, they need to sack all the scouts. Martinez is nothing like Aguero. He's a completely different style of player. And unless they want to change how they play, then no, he's not a replacement for him. Now, he's, he's a tremendous player. And depending on who they bring in on the left of the front three, if you don't necessarily need an out-and-out penalty box player, then he makes a lot of sense. Because, you know, if you've got Sterling, who's going to get you 15 to 20 goals a season, if you could bring in someone else on the other side who'd do the same, then you could have Martinez play a bit more like Bobby plays, dropping off, doing different things. Uh, and that would get the best out of him. He's a great, great young player. Um, but he is rumoured to be close to sealing a move to Barcelona. Uh, Inter say there's nothing in that and they're going to keep him. So uh, wait and see. I think Inter are back, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if he stays there. Um, that We won't be reading that one because it's from the scum. Um, Bayern Munich are seeking €40 million Euros for Thiago. Uh, they can seek all they want. They won't get it. Nobody's paying that kind of money for him. But if they will drop that price to about €30 million, I do think they'll find a very 30 million euros. I do think they'll find a willing buyer in Merseyside. Uh, Bayern Munich are thought to have dropped out of uh, contention for Chelsea target Kai Havertz. So I just, I just, I can't deal with the idea of Kai Havertz playing for that shower in in West London. I just can't deal with it. He, he's far too good. He seems like far too nice a kid to to attach himself to that shower. <laughs> I'll be nice, that shower. Um, he'd be a good signing for them. I don't know if he's a great signing for them because I don't know where he fits in their team unless they're going to go 4-2-3-1, uh, which they, of course, they could do. If you play him behind Werner, Zayic, one side, Pulisic, the other. It's a big F you, though, to all the young players, to Hudson-Odoi, to Mason Mount, and to, um, to Tammy Abraham, especially Mount and Abraham, who are largely responsible for them getting top four this year. Um, it's a big F you to them. I don't think they've got the midfielders to play it too either. Um, so we'll wait and see. I'm not sure Frank has all the all the plans properly laid out there. I think he's kind of making it up as he goes along. Um, Everton, Atletico Madrid and Bayern Munich are expected to bid for... Crystal Palace and Ivory Coast winger Wolf Saha this summer with Newcastle also keen on the 27-year-old. Let me immediately rule out Bayern Munich. They've got Leroy Sané, they've got Serge Gnabry, um, and they've got Kingsley Coman. They can also play Alfonso Davies in the wing. They're not going to be signing uh, Wolf Saha. Um, Simeone would murder him after the second training session. Uh, I don't think he's going to be going there. Everton would make a lot of sense. Newcastle would make a lot of sense. That's his level. I'm sorry, he's not a top four player. He's not a top six player. He's a good player for a high-end mid-table team. He's a, a Jack Grealish type. At an Everton, at a Newcastle under their new ownership, he would absolutely be fine. Um, he'd be a good player for them. He's not good enough to play for a top-level top club. Sorry. Uh, Everton manager Carlo Ancelotti has told England goalkeeper Jordan Pickford that he needs to improve. Yes, he does need to improve. He's awful. He is... The, one of their biggest issues. I mean, they've, they've got a number of issues, but he is one of the biggest ones. He's just not very good. I'm not sure where the idea came from that he's a good goalkeeper. He's a good shot stopper, but he makes so many mistakes. His kicking is overrated. He's garbage on crosses. He's got those tiny little arms. He can't reach everything. Um, how he's England goalkeeper, I don't know. Because Henderson at Sheffield United, McCarthy at Southampton, and most specifically, Nick Pope at Burnley, have all outperformed him massively. Um, as, and over the last couple of years as well, not just this season. Um, he he concedes 50 goals a season. That's your England goalkeeper? 
he wouldn't even make my England squad. Being honest, he wouldn't even make my England squad. So I, I'd be going Pope or Henderson number one uh, with the other number two, and Alex McCarthy be my number three. I think McCarthy's been great this season uh, since he replaced Angus Gunn. You see the turnaround for for Southampton. I think he's had a big part in that. Uh, very very good goalkeeper. So um, yeah, he does need to improve, or, or they need to replace him. Uh, there's a rumour about Kyle Walker-Peters. We won't read it because it's from the Sun. Um, Southampton boss Raf Hassan-Huttle has refused to discuss the possibility of a swap deal uh, between Danish midfielder Pierre-Emile Heuberg, um, who is keen on a move to Tottenham, and Kyle Walker-Peters. So this is from Sky Sports. It's acceptable for us to use. Um, I, I would refuse to discuss it as well. I, I, Walker-Peters is, is fine. He, he's... You know, he's an okay right back. If he's your backup right back, I think you'd be happy enough. But um Heiberg's I, I think he's their best player by by a country mile. Um since Ralph changed things round there and went to the box midfield, Heiberg's been magnificent for them. I, I'd take Heiberg at Liverpool. Um it's no wonder that Spurs are, are interested in him, although, you know, they do have uh quite the log jam in midfield there at the moment, so Hard to know what they're what they're thinking, but Heuberg is, is a really good player. Um, Southampton got a steal when they got him. He's he's a really good player. Um, Birmingham seventeen year old English midfielder uh, has agreed to a twenty two point five million move to Dortmund. We've talked about that one before. I think it's you know it's a smart move by Dortmund. I, not not sure it's the ideal move for him. We'll wait and see if there's loan backs or a loan loan move in his future, but. Uh, best of luck to him. He's an incredible young talent, and I, I really hope he develops well. Um, Ghana midfielder Thomas Partey is reportedly set to snub interest from Arsenal and sign a new contract at Atleti, which would um, double his salary and his buy buy a clause. So it would put the buy a clause to 100 million. That would make sense. That's you know where they should have had it in the first place. Double his salary, great, good for him. The, the Tomas Saul midfield is, is as good as there is in the world and I think he would have been I think he would have been foolish to leave. I genuinely do. I don't know that he'll find a better situation than what he has um at Atleti with a great manager, great partner in midfield. Koke there as well in midfield. Atleti are going to be challenging for honours for years. I think it's going to be a long time before we see Arsenal do anything based on what we saw last night and what Arteta had to say afterwards. Um Pep Guardiola is open to bringing Aston Villa's Brazilian midfielder Douglas Luiz back to Manchester City when the transfer window opens. I think they do have a buyback on him. He'd make sense. I mean, if if they want a, a new addition as a holding midfielder um, because of Fernandinho's age, then he'd make sense. I think it'd be a bad move for him because I don't think he'll play a whole lot in the first year or so there. And that's kind of why he left in the first place. So... I think he's better off um, going somewhere where he'll play every game. He'll get a ton of offers. I've said it before. There's only two players in that Villa starting eleven that came downfield that want him and Ezri Kanza, and he'll get offers from everywhere. He's he's a very very good player. Um, Liverpool's English midfielder Adam Lallana is leaving the Champions on a free transfer and is a target for Leicester, Burnley, and Brighton. I think the Leicester one is just Rodgers wanting to reunite. Um, you know, with with mediocrity, uh, they've they've you know they've played with being a, a top four team, and now Brendan has gotten his claws into things, and they're sinking fast. They're not going to make top four this year. Their run-ins too hard, and United's is too easy. Uh, Wolves screwed the pooch the other night by dropping points. It's United or Leicester for fourth, and it's going to be United because they've got an easy run in. And because Brendan hasn't got a notion what he's doing at the moment. They've been garbage since the restart. They've been garbage since January. Since the turn of the year, they've been hor- horrendously poor. Why he's continued to tinker and not just gone with the team that got him into the top four in the first place, I don't know. Um, but that's Brendan for you. Uh, Sean Dyche would, would, would break Lalana within 20 minutes of getting his hands on him. Uh, sticking him left wing and having him do shuttle runs. Um, Brighton would be the one that would make a bit of sense. I don't know if he starts there, though. I mean, you know, Grouse, Trossard, 
McAllister. I don't know that he starts there, but he could be a good young player to go there, or a good a good older player to go there and and, and teach the young players. Um, Trev Downey mentioned on Raw last night, maybe Bournemouth as as part of the coaching staff, you know, a player coach role uh, under Eddie Howe if if Howe stays, um, you know, help them come back up. We'll wait and see. It Lallana hasn't shown much in the way of ambition in the last few years, um, so I wonder if he'd just if he'd prefer a move where he's comfortable. Because um, that's he's obviously stayed at Liverpool because he's very comfortable. Uh, he's got friends at the club, and maybe he'll prefer a move back to somewhere comfortable. Um, Newcastle's England defender, or sorry, Tottenham's England defender, Danny Rose, remains hopeful of making his loan into a permanent move. With reports in Italy linking the thirty-year-old with Lazio, if I was him, I would not go anywhere near Lazio, um, a club with a fairly blatantly racist undertone. Uh, among their fan base. Uh, I wouldn't go to Lazio personally. Um, yeah, it makes sense for Newcastle. He's been good there. You know, Spurs don't want him. Newcastle do. Have at it, son. Um, Portuguese defender Diogo Dalat, who has failed to make the last nine matchday squads, is ready to make his return for Manchester United if Luke Shaw or Brandon Williams are unavailable. Isn't that just common sense that he'd come back in if one of them was out? Um, championship side Middlesbrough are increasingly resigned to losing English right-back Jed Spence this summer as several Premier League clubs, including Tottenham, West Ham and Brighton, are preparing to step up their interest. He's meant to be really, really talented. I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, Middlesbrough have been so bad this season that I've just ignored them. Um, Tottenham do need a long-term right-back. They've been linked with Max Ahrens, but maybe, you know, maybe they go for someone like Spence, keep Aurier for another couple of years and try and develop him. Um, West Ham badly need a right-back. They don't They don't really have anything that you class as a real right-back. Fredericks is is okay. The the young player they brought through, Ngaki, he's gone, uh, refused to sign a new contract. And Brighton, they, they, they signed uh, Lamptey. They don't need a right-back, but maybe for squad depth, it might happen. Um, Everton's 27-year-old Bosnia and Herzegovina midfielder Mo Besic will be made available for sale or loan and is confident of a move to a top-flight club. I wouldn't be too confident, Mr. Besic. Um, you were on loan at a top-flight club this season. You didn't really play. So, um, you know, I think maybe he needs to go abroad. I think maybe he needs to go Germany, uh, France, maybe the Netherlands, Belgian league maybe. Um, good player, but inconsistent and just hasn't developed properly at Everton at all. Portsmouth are eyeing a loan move for Brighton's English left-back, Alex Cochran. Um, this makes sense, and he's... Oh, I mentioned earlier when talking about, about Brighton, Lamptey, Webster, White as three-quarters of the potential long-term backline. He would be the fourth quarter of that. Um, if if he can develop a bit more. He needs games. He's kind of stagnated over the last 12 to 18 months. But if he was to go to a club like, club like Portsmouth and play every game, I think um, I think he could develop into, into a solid left-back for them. Um, that's all they're really looking for. If you've got Lamptey as your out, outright you know, attacking right-back, a solid left-back to give you a bit of balance is probably what you want there. So, yeah. All in favour of that. Uh, and finally, Wolves boss Nino Espirito Santo is unsure if Mexico striker Raul Jimenez will miss any matches because of the impending birth of his first child. Uh, they should just give him the rest of the season off. Wolves aren't going to make top four. Um, so, you know, there's nothing to play for there. Let the man go and spend time with his wife and enjoy the birth of his first child. So that's it. That's me for today. That is our show. Um, just under the hour, so I hope it wasn't too much of me. I know sometimes an hour of me is a lot, uh, but if you are enjoying these, thank you very much. A few people uh, put in Discord that they are. I'm really grateful for that. Um, I'm hopefully going to be launching a new uh, daily solo podcast on EPL Index, um, like a Premier League wrap-up show every day, just going through the news of the day, breaking news, transfer rumours, any kind of, anything like that. Um, so basically this, but just in in a daily format. Um, 
also would have some guests and that as well. Not every day because you know, yeah, you know, I've got to have my got to have my platform, don't I? Um, but yeah, so that's that's something I'm hoping to to get get going soon. Just waiting to hear back if it gets to go ahead. Um, I'm going to keep doing these. Uh, I think moving forward, the hope is that I'll do do these weekly when the season's not on, and then kind of every two weeks when it is on, just doing like an extra podcast um, on the free side. Not always just me. I'll, I'll I'll get some guests on as well, so I'm not you know forcing to listen to too much of me. Uh, but do check out everything going on on Anfield Index. There's really good content uh, in terms of writing. It's a good podcast there as well. Obviously, there's AI Pro, which is where we'd like you to go. Um, that's I think it's the best podcast subscription service uh, anywhere. I think the, the the caliber of stuff on there is exceptional. Um, you've got Under Pressure with with Simon, Dan Kennett, Gags, and Danny Rhodes. It's phenomenal every week. You've got Molby on the spot. Trev Downey and Jan Mulby um, talking all, to, all things football. You've got Euro Incision and, and Media Matters with Nina, with Gags. You've got Old School with myself and Gags for those that have been around since the early days. It's a nice throwback. Um, you've got the Premier League preview, uh, which isn't isn't every game, but you know Eddie Eddie will do one when needed. Um, you've got Rival Recon with Harry Setti. AI Scouted, myself and Carl Matchett. You've got Raw, which is Normally myself, Trev, and Harry, but Carl, Mo, and Jim Boardman are all regulars on it as well. Um, Money Talks with Mo Chatras is is an exceptional podcast. The last one, maybe the best one ever. Just saying. Um, and and you've got the King and AI, Kenny Dalglish's only podcast. The only place to hear him talk regularly about Liverpool is with us. So. It's a great service. I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, check it out. There's a free trial. Check it out. See what you think. And if you like it, stick with us. Uh, also check out AI uh, AnfieldIndex.shop. Um, we've got an incredible line of products there um, that Gags, Nina, Eddie, and Greg have put an incredible amount of time into the design work, getting them made to a high standard. Uh, really, really good pricing as well. So check out those two things. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's my show for today. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.